The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Christmas was on its way. Everybody, everybody, can I have your attention? It's showtime. The revolution with Jim and Trev is on. This isn't skinny different weather. It could be. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You can't be serious. Christmas is upon us. Christmas means glittering lights, gaily wrapped gifts. You haven't got me anything yet. I got you the gift of uh, friendship. <laughs> okay. Ooh. How's that working out for you? This place is awesome. It's like a cruise ship that doesn't go anywhere. Strap yourselves in. The revolution with Jim and Trav starts now. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Oh, i blue, blue. That sounds like my hound dog. It does sound like your dog. Jimbo, you old hound dog. You're a rabbit hunter, aren't you? I love to hunt rabbits, especially the 22. Yeah, this time of year, they're they're healthy to hunt. They're healthy to eat. Oh, yeah. And uh, do yourself a favor. Bag some rabbits. Cut down to your grocery bill. All right, so what are we talking this week, Jimbo? Hey, we're talking outdoors winter celebrations. We're getting close to Christmas. Hallelujah, the fat man is coming. We're not talking about Cat Daddy. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> Less than, no, a little over two weeks away. All over the world, Santa is going to be breaking and entering into your house. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Good chance your wife is going to cheat on you with him. (laughs) So we're going to get a Midwest catfish report from the main man himself. He's been getting... Old cat daddy. He's been getting coal for quite a few years. Bad behavior. Now, he's going to be joining us just a second. Who else is going to be joining us, Jimbo? Hey, right after uh, cat daddy, we're going to have Chef Yia Vang. He is the host of Feral on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, going to be talking about hunting. Possibly some new recipes we should try this holiday season. Then we're going to wrap things up with Outdoorsman gift ideas with Mrs. Bunny on Buyer Bust. Buyer Bust. Uh, yeah, she's going to be sticking around wrapping up the end of the show. But let's get to Cat Daddy. Let's do it. Uncle Clark, are you Santa Claus? The revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. All right, he has been Santa's intern now for about 10 years. He knows personally what's in Santa's sack. Cat Daddy, what's going on, buddy? What is in Santa's sack? Yeah, a bunch of shag goods, and <laughs> shrimp, and smashed up toads, and Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, all the good stuff. That's what, I mean, if Santa doesn't have that stuff, then he needs to get the heck out of Dodge, as Jimbo would say. That's right. You know? That's right. He needs a beat feet, buddy. That's right. So what is the catfish bite? I know the catfish, they are, the anticipation of the big fat man coming is more than they can bear. 
Uh, but how is the bite right now? Uh, you wait until they see this fat man get out there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, the bite's what it is. You know, you need to get out there and find out just how they are biting. Yeah. Well, you know, we've had a difference, you know, it, what last Friday, it was 61 degrees here. You know, and crazy. this morning it's like 17. Yeah, it's it's crazy weather. You know, we're just going to have to put up with it. Sooner or later, it's going to break into a good, strong, steady pattern. Sooner or later. But it looks like it's going to be later because, like you said, you know, just uh, one degree the other day and now, you know, chillier than heck outside. Yeah, but you get so to I go. You, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a 10-year thing for me. About every 10, 12 years, I got to. Change everything up that I'm fishing with. Get all new gear. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just everything. I'm talking rods, reels, you know, uh, everything. Now, if you had to get a special gift for an awesome angler in your life, okay, Cat Daddy, you're going to buy something for yourself, all right? Um, <laughs> right. Now, what do, you, what do you think is some hot tackle right now that you think would be perfect for the cat fisherman in your life? Or woman, you know, I mean, what are some cool stuff right now in your opinion? The catfish special, you know, uh, uh, they they had McDonald's bait and tackle yep. over there in, uh, in North Topeka, but uh, they got the catfish special. You, you get a rod and reel, of seven thousand Abu Garcia, Ooh. a seven foot rod to break down two piece, a nice tackle box completely packed full of all kinds of different catfish gear, you know, a, a big fish net, a couple stringers, and a few other odds and ends, you know, some lead and hooks and just god the stuff all for 175 dollars oh, oh wow man that's a heck of a deal oh yes it is it, it's one heck of a deal because a rod and reel like that would probably run you about a hundred and a quarter so you know it's it's a really good deal for yeah. christmas you know that's at don and tom's in uh, topeka right don and tom's down on lower meriden, meriden road uh-huh well you got to go there and if you're listening at wibw today Run right over there and tell Don we said hi. Just Google them if you live in Spokane, Washington, and they'll ship to you. That's right. That's what they'll do. Hopefully, hopefully they have some left and they won't be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just might be calling up for nothing. Uh, well, that's cool. That sounds, you know, getting a bundle like that is usually the hot ticket. It's really fun to have an assortment of stuff, you know, and then you can get out there and do some fishing. It's always a good time to get new tackle, Cat Daddy. Oh, man, you got to be prepared, you know, when you're going out there fishing for the whiskered devil. Well, you know, I remember when I was growing up and, and you got these little flyers that said, uh, get this tackle box with 97 different items in there. Most of them were just hooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't anything else. Maybe a spool of, of line or something like that. But, uh, you know, you really have to watch what you do. But it sounds like Donna Tom's got it all wired in. Oh, man, they got everything you could possibly need right there, right there at Donna Tom's. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, to get back to the catfish bite, you know, it, it's going to be an improving situation just, just as soon as that daggone weather gets straight and forward. Now, is this the time of year, because you do lay off of the catfish just for a little bit. You know, you want them to rest up before you start whooping on them again. Yeah, ice fishing. Yeah. Do you, when are you going to start doing a little bit of crappie fishing? Well, we've already started. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, Daddy. we've already started. I got a pretty good selection right now. Some nice guts mm. and some chopped heads. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, it's, people, looking, <laughs> looking little, it's looking pretty fearful for the catfish come time to use that stuff. Well, what people don't know is he saves the guts because, you know, for the catfish, but you like yourself some crappie size. I mean, those are delicious. Oh, they're, they're, they're number two on the fish line for me. Yep. <laughs> catfish and crappie. 
I'm telling you, that is good eating right there, especially for people coming up to the holidays. You're going to have some people over. Man, give them some catfish. Give them some crappie. That's the hot ticket. Oh, that, man, you're, you're knocking on my door, buddy. <laughs> That, that's hard to uh, uh, say no to right there. You know, fried crappie and catfish and mm. onion fried potatoes. And, oh, man. Yeah. Now, now the thing is. Ice cold Pepsi. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> when you're when you're filleting those uh, crappie, you take your electric knife and you, and you go down right behind the gills, down to the backbone, turn your knife and take it almost to the end of the tail, flip it over, and then just take that fillet off there, or do you leave the skin on? like cutting bread, man. Sometimes I leave the skin on if I'm grilling them. Oh, yeah. And then I'll just, you know, fl- flake the, the, the uh, stuff off, to, you know, one side of them. But most usually we'll flip them right over and just be nothing but, you know, a nice slab of meat right there. Yeah, now you do you do both sides. Now, do you take the, what's left is the backbone and the guts and the, and the head, and you put that in a Ziploc bag for later? Uh, well, you know, what's left, the bones and stuff like that. You know, uh, we go out and we feed the cats. <laughs> and that's how you get catfish. Yeah. He feeds the cats, and then he feeds the cats to the catfish. <laughs> it's all a catty situation. Now, man, cat you know. lovers were just kidding. <laughs> cat daddy just loves it. All right, so Mr. Cat Daddy, we want to book a trip with you. If anything, just for the stories, man. Get out there, have a good time, celebrate and believe in Santa Claus. Uh, where can we find you online? <laughs> Boy, you boys, I tell you, com. kerplunk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy, maybe get a gift certificate for someone that you love, uh, send him an email at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That's right. And this is brought to you by High Mouth Seasonings. Visit them <laughs> online to spice up your wild game catfish. Kerplunk. At himtnjerky.com forward slash tasty. Not uh, himtnjerky.com. Who we got coming up next, Jimbo? Hey, coming up next, we have got Chef Yia Vang. That's right. He's the host of Feral Outdoor Channel. All new series Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern time during the Taste of the Wild block. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. Merry Christmas. We love you, friend. Well, Merry Christmas to you boys, too. And, man, it's, it's always, I mean, always a pleasure to talk on the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. After that awkward incident with Travis and that elf, we thought we lost you. Hey, put me down! Security to Santa Claus. Nice to have you back. Happy holidays from our family to yours. Don't move. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will be right back. Experience the global hunt for adventure. All of a sudden, there's like 30 bull sharks around me. Those are aggressive sharks. With Donald Trump Jr. and the Field Ethos team. I'm going to Colorado to work at a bar and fly fish and hunt. I'm sure your dad loved that. Yeah, we went over great. They're adventure seekers with hunting, fishing, travel, and conservation embedded in their DNA. Field Ethos, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. And watch extended cuts exclusively on My Outdoor TV. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
It's an outdoor winter celebration this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. I've never heard of anything so crazy. Now, let's kick off a three-parter with Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking outdoor winter celebration on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had Cat Daddy. What a crazy guy he is. But uh, our next guest, man, man, he can make a dish rag taste good. Here comes Yia Vang. Here comes Yia Vang. <laughs> He's chasing wild animals. Chef Yia Vang, he is the host of Feral on Outdoor Channel. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. He can kill it. He can grill it uh, and have a great story to go along with it. Mr. Chef Yia Vang, how's it going, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, great to be back. Yeah, it's going well. And you guys are too kind with that intro. So. <laughs> well, we've been brushing up listening to the Munglish podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you what. You love watching. You love following you. You're such a creative guy. Uh, but it is really funny and awesome to sit down and listen to your podcast, man. Um, very insightful stuff you guys talk. You kind of dig deep in it. Yeah, you know, it's been really cool for us to uh, be able to put on, um, you know, this podcast. And, and, and as you guys know, you guys in radio, it's about having a great producer. So we have Matt Grundrum has, is an incredible producer, you know, and we've been able to do some really fun stuff. And we have season three coming up, so we're excited for it. Yeah. Now, we introduced you to our audience, what, about three or four weeks ago. And we talked a little bit about the Hmong people over there in Laos. Is that how you pronounce that? Yep. So a lot of our uh, people come from like the hills of Laos in northern Laos. You know, that's kind of where originally we've come from. But, you know, since after the Vietnam War, all that conflict and everything, it's been kind of a spread. Uh, but overall in the hills of Laos, Thailand, uh, and Vietnam actually too, so in the northern part of Thailand, Vietnam. Yeah. You know, what's really neat is been, there's a lot of cool stuff out about you right now. I don't care if you turn on Good Morning America. If you, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what channel you turn on. Chef Yia Vang is on it. Uh, but digging more into your history. And I thought it was so cool because I really want to get into this. How, I mean, I, I equate you guys, your parents, the Hmong people to the original, you know, Western settlers. We came out here. We were rough. We were rugged. We were self-sufficient. Uh, and now, you you know, us, I guess, indigenous white folk here, we're kind of lazy and weak, right? And so you guys, though, you embody, you know, what we were so long ago. You raise all your own vegetables for your restaurant on your family's farm. Is that right? Yeah. So my mom and dad actually does the work. They wow. have a uh, little plot of land. Um, I, you know, I keep calling it a garden because when we grew <laughs> up, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's a garden. But when I say that, it's anywhere between eight to ten acres, people are like, dude, that's not a garden, man. That's a farm. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they love it. I mean, that's what they do because, you know, mom and dad, as, as kids growing up in Laos, like, that's what they've always done. So it's in their blood. And, you know, it's it's this idea, you know, I, I think that, you know, probably like ten years ago, there's this whole idea in, in, in restaurant where it's like, farm to table, farm to table. Everything's so cool and sexy. Farm to table. <laughs> well, we just call that a Tuesday, you know, where it was just like, yeah, that's what we did, you know, and so even even the whole idea of like, oh, you know, whole animal, uh, you know, cookery or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we did. Like, we didn't go to the grocery stores on Sunday morning. Dad would take us to the farm and he picked out a hog like you would go to a place and pick out your own lobster from a tank. And then, you know, and then we kill it and then break it down and bring it old, mm, you yeah. know, and that was normal for me. 
growing up. And it wasn't until I got into college and I realized, like, oh, this isn't normal. Like, we're the weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) We know the the interesting part about knowing something about your your earlier life, your dad worked for the CIA and he was actually finding downed uh, airmen, wasn't he? Yeah. So, you know, they they were known as the SGU, the special guerrilla unit, you know, and they were contracted out by, you know, the U S government, you know, so they worked closely with the CIA and, you know, he would talk about how there were special forces guys that came in and taught them, you know, how to fight, uh, you know, gave them, you know, Tom say, Hey, this is how you shoot a rifle. This is how you use a rocket launcher. This is how you set, you know, you know, bombs. And this is what you do. And, and they helped them, um, kind of black ops work in um in northern thailand uh northern laos you know and because they our people knew the terrain of the hills and the mountains and that's what they did and my dad as a young you know young you know 13 year old kid joined up with his all his brothers and that's what you did is you know, you joined the fight because you know this was your way to freedom this is your way to get to america yeah now getting to america you were born in a refugee camp in laos and uh your folks moved to the united states you know once things settled out over there the thing is you beat the odds i mean do you think of a, a a little kid being born in a refugee camp now has a television show on outdoor channel <laughs> i mean that that beats all odds yeah, you know, I, you know, it, the, the camp was actually in Thailand. It was right on the border of Thailand and Laos because Laos at that time, you know, the communists, uh, took over Laos. So they didn't, they didn't like the Hmong people because we fought with the Americans. So they had to escape Laos and, and the refugee camp was actually in Thailand. And yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things like I, I think it was like four, four and a half ish. We moved here to America and then, Right when we got here, dad tried to find a job and I started kindergarten right away. And I was very blessed to start kindergarten so small that I was able to, uh, you know, uh, really acclimate to the language here, you know, and so we're, you know, very blessed to be here. Um, and then about a little bit, about a, about a little bit over a year ago, I got my citizenship. Oh, really? Uh, in, in, uh, my U.S. citizenship, uh, last October. Hey, congratulations. Know, and, and that, Thanks, man. Yeah, that was something that was really powerful, and, and it was really it meant a lot to me. You know, I mean, I I'll be very honest, guys. Like, I, I had a few friends who were kind of like few, you know, white American friends that were like, "Well, you know, there's so much bad stuff going on about America today. Why would you want to be a citizen?" And oh. being able to talk to them and say, "You know what? Like, I had a grandfather who fought for the Americans that never came to America. You know, he didn't never experience the freedom that he fought for." Mm. And and so when I do this, I don't do it because oh yeah, like it's really cool that he is a citizen. No, I do it for those who did couldn't make it here. I do it for those who fought and didn't didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And to me, so that's what it means to be an, a citizen of America here. That we have chances of freedom, and you, know, you come here, you you know, you work hard, you strive, you know, and it's an open opportunity. It's not easy, but if you give it a chance. And, 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 and I watched my parents do it. Like they never complained. Dad never asked for a handout. He fought for a country that he was, that he never, that he wasn't able to step foot in until after they had a fight for them to get the, you know, Refugee Act in 1980 so that he could come here. But he fought for this country. And that's what I love. And that's what I love about America. And there's this opportunity here, you know, as we come here and we say, Hey, let's take a chance. And the, the truth of the matter is, like you exactly said, I never thought that I'd be doing any of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you hey, to yeah. travel the country, meeting all these different people from all these different walks of life. And we do it over hunting, foraging and cooking. 
You bet. Amazing. Hey, Yia, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, no problem, bro. All right. Hey, we're talking with Chef Yia Vang, and of course, he's the host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, and this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, Chef Yia Vang. He is the personal chef to Santa, is what he 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 will slay a reindeer. Trust <laughs> yeah. me, I know Yia. Uh, Yia, if we want to learn more about you before we get to a break, man, the Munglish podcast, Feral, people have to watch it. If we want to go to one of your uh, restaurants, man, and, and dine. Where can we find you online? Yeah, you can go to at Union Mung Kitchen, and we, you know, you can find that on Instagram, or you can go to UnionKitchen.com. Or Chef Yia Vang, right after this. Attention Revolution with Jim and Trav Holiday Shoppers. Don't forget to leave feedback at JimandTrav.com. Also in aisle three, pick up the best-selling book, Travis's 101 Ways to Stop Sweating Through Your Shirt. In aisle seven, you can grab 250 pounds of Cat Daddy Smelly Beans. On clearance is some slightly broken-in Tommy Bahama Cabana wear. Stay tuned, shoppers. The revolution will be right back. The Gunfather is back, and we're better than ever. Meet Louis Tuminero, a firearms restoration expert. I see hundreds of guns coming through here every year. He believes every gun has a unique connection to its owner, and every gun has a story to tell. It's not every day when you can change someone's life by restoring their gun. Big moment. Here we go. The Gunfather Restorations. All new, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with our outdoor winter celebration. Now let's rejoin Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We are talking outdoor winter celebration. And I got to tell you something. I can't think of a person that I would rather celebrate this winter festivities than our guest, Chef Yuvang. Yeah, you have to watch Farrell, the all-new series on Outdoor Channel. It is Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern time during the Taste of the Wild block. Now, like, you know, we're in radio. and I sit here and I close my eyes, Chef. And I listen to you, and you sound like you're from the Midwest. You know, <laughs> I'm little, sorry. little south of Minneapolis. You know, <laughs> I mean, refugee camp, really? I mean, but going back to what you were talking about before the break, man, it, it's really funny, and I love to see guys like you and, and your mom and dad and how hard you work, and you really do have that American dream, and you're building something so much bigger than yourself, really. I mean, you're, you're truly, Chef, encouraging other people to dig deep within themselves to reach higher um i mean really you're just an inspiring guy whether it's in the outdoors whether it's in the kitchen on television i mean you just have this gift to make people want better for themselves yeah i appreciate that thank you so much so kind of you guys yeah i think i'll get a lot of that from watching my mom and dad go through a lot of things you know that Every hardship they've gone through, they were able to look at us and say, hey, this too shall pass. You know, I mean, I think about, you know, for them, like getting through all this stuff with COVID in the last few years. I mean, they were so calm about it because they've been through hardship before. And it's also, it's kind of like that thing when once you go through something hard and the next hard thing comes, you're just like, well, we've gone through harder. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that's kind of that, you know, American mentality, like no matter how hard things get, we've been through harder and we're going to stick together through it. You know, our foundational values for our company is always moving forward together. Mm. You know, it's this concept where it came from dad, where I asked him one day, I said, dad, how did you guys get out of Laos? Like, where did you know where to go? And he said, well, you know, I was the only one in my village that had military training. So I had a compass and I took that compass and I pointed south and I started walking into the jungle. Oh, God. And the village followed him. <laughs> really? And, and I'm like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, where, how did you know where to go? He goes, all I knew is if we go south, we'll hit the river. And if we can cross the river, then we have a chance of freedom. Wow. And when I was thinking through that, I just thought about this idea of what, what for our company this idea of always moving and you always got to move forward. If it's an inch, if it's a mile, you're moving forward and you got to do it together. And I think that regardless of our background, you know, being, you know, from different walks of life, from different ethnic group, we under, we all understand that, that concept of that hustle, right? That you're always constantly moving and we're always moving together. And mm-hmm. that's the most important part. And I think that's something that my mom really and dad really instilled inside of us, no matter how hard it gets. As long as we're together, as long as we're moving, and as long as we're moving forward, we're going to get through this. That's what our people have done for, you know, for generations and generations. Yeah. Know, glean from the cultures around them. You know, I, I think, obviously, hunters really have pioneered because we've gotten away from that. You know, sticking with that uh, field-to-fork mentality, uh, and, and we do, to a, a, a sense, pride ourselves in the nose to tail eating but we really don't live up to that okay i'm just gonna say that but when it comes to the the Hmong people dear god i mean you eat everything but the oink i mean but the cool thing is is the way you guys prepare it and how you do it it's absolutely delicious you know i i think that if we preach something we really do need to practice it ourselves um and that's just a way of life for you guys yeah, and it's not about what I call the convenient cut, right? Everybody <laughs> wants the ribeye. Everybody wants the chops. Everybody wants the loins, right? Yeah. That's the convenient cut. That's like, we just call that like the rich people cut, you know? <laughs> but for, for, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And for us, it's kind of like, how do we even extract all the flavors out of the bones, you know? So it's like the broth, the stews, you know? Like even the, like pork itself, the pork fat is a flavoring for the dishes. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, if you think about that, pork is a flavoring, it's a seasoning we use, you know, and that's why there's a lot of pork in our diet, you know, so a lot of people go, oh, well, you guys just eat a lot of pork, and I'm like, yeah, because that's all they had at the time, that's all you had was a back fat, yeah. and you had to use that as a seasoning, like, that's what, you know, you know, no, nothing tastes better than, you know, braised, you know, mung mustard greens with, you know, a good pork fat in there, because that, that fattiness really helps cut through the bitterness of the mustard greens. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and, you know, for, for our parents and our grandparents, that's just what they did. And now as the kids and grandkids of them, we get to talk about that. We get to talk about why we love it so much, you know. And so being able to use every little thing, it's just been so great. And growing up, I just thought that was, that's what we did. That's what everyone did. And it was, it blew my mind when I went to college. And, you know, I remember a friend from college, she looked at me when I was breaking a chicken down. And she's like, how do you know how to do that? Mm-hmm. I looked at her and I'm like, how do you not know how to do this? Like, what? <laughs> and I had, and she was like, can you explain to me on the chicken where the chicken breast comes from? And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like this isn't rocket science, you know? Yeah. Just lift you up know? the bra. And, and, yeah. Right. So I was like, it's, 
pretty like self-explanatory. You know? <laughs> uh, there, I don't know how to say this, but yeah. And so, you know, these are the things that I grew up that I thought was normal for me, but knowing, wow, like as we look more and more into um, kind of this convenience culture that we're in, you know, we're losing that and people are coming back to it, you know? And I think that, you know, uh, I was just talking to, to a chef friend and he was talking about how, you know, he works with this farmer and they said that this past year, like, they had over like 150 orders of their, you know, for, for, you know, their, their, their hogs, you know, mm. and they were buying, people are buying whole hogs and, you know, breaking, you know, breaking it down and everything. And they were so excited about it. And I think people are coming back to that. People are, are asking themselves like, why do I eat the way I eat? You know, it's instead of like, what do I eat? It's more like, why do I eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now your program is called feral. And if anybody is familiar with feral animals, it's a, a tame animal. It's went wild, but it seems like when you have a tame, if you will, hog, uh, they're pretty fatty, but feral hogs tend to be really, really lean, don't they? And do you have to do anything special to the meat? Yeah, they're very lean. So you got to be just conscious of the way you cook it, you know? So like, for example, like if you're going to braise it or if you're going to do any of that, you know, you got to know that, hey, like, um, do I do a shoulder or do I do like butt, you know, or a ham, you know? So you got to know that. Also, too, it's like if you're grilling, you know, like if you're grilling the backstrap or any kind of things like that. You know, that you're grilling on high heat very quick, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of like with same thing with venison, any kind of elk, any kind of, you know. It's just you have to really understand the animal. And that's what we really talk about in some of these shows is understanding the animal. Like, this isn't a one-all kind of where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll cook this just like I cook any other meat. It's like, no, you have to really understand the animal. And, and that's really important. And I think understanding what these animals are eating, that's important, too, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that was one of the things that I love about doing the show was every animal that we went with or went to, you know, we had to understand it. And, you know, we had to, there was, I mean, like, I'll be honest, there was a python. I've never had python before. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm going to fake it till I make it on this one, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, like the lionfish, I was kind of familiar with it a little bit. I had it once at a sushi place. You know, but then I knew that it was a cross between like a grouper and a snapper. So it's a little, you know, it, it was a little fattier, but then it's like, it flakes like a snapper. So it's like, oh, awesome. Like, I, I have an idea of how to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. You bet. Hey, you, we've got to take a break and uh, and leave it right there till we get to part three. How's that? Great. All right. Hey, we've been talking with uh, now twice, Chef Yia Vang. He's the host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. All new series. You have to watch it. So exciting. Incredible. Uh, it's been presented, though, by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Before we get to a break, uh, coming back, though, Mr. Chef Yia Vang. Where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, uh, you can find us at our restaurant, Union Monk Kitchen, online at unionmonkitchen.com or if you do the whole Instagram thing it's at unionmonkitchen hey more you Vang right after this jingle bells shotgun shells Merry Christmas y'all we wish you some grilled venison we wish you some grilled caribou we wish you some grilled barrel hug and a side of elk too Someone pass the gravy. 
Meet the most influential wild fish and game chefs on Earth. So this is everything I hoped and a little bit further as well. From the harvest. If we get one, you know what you're going to smell? Frito-Lay corn chips. Get out the bean dip, dude. To the fork. You've killed it, you skinned <laughs> it, Mike's cooked it, now you've got to eat it. Savor the flavor of the great outdoors. This is making me super hungry right now. A full night of chefs gone wild. I need some private time to finish these three bowls. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and our outdoor winter celebration. Once again, here's Chef Yia Vang, host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part three. Hey, we're back. We're talking the final episode with Chef Yia Vang as we talk outdoor winter celebrations. Now, out of all the wild game you've had, you've harvested yourself, you've prepared, what do you think is your favorite? If you talk to most people here in North America, they're going to say elk or moose. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you say is your favorite wild game to prepare for yourself and for others? I think we all, like, I think everybody knows this, but, you know, we have, we, we just got done filming season two of Feral. So that was like really, really fun. But, um, we, uh, we did beaver. Oh, really? Uh, We went up and, uh, yeah, beaver, uh, we went beaver trapping in in the kind of central Wisconsin area there. And, uh, I'm not mad at it, guys. I don't know if you've done beaver before, but I'm not mad at it. Like, it's, like, at first it was like, I mean, the honest truth is it's a giant rodent, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's, freaky little yellow teeth looking at me you know and it's just this whole hairy you know looking situation and i'm like oh my gosh here we go and you know it's like in the in the in the in the little marsh area you know we have to go in the trap and pull it out and i'm just like oh you know uh and when we broke it down we took you know they took the fur off and you know the, 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 the trapper guy he takes the fur the pelt and he does you know this whole thing with it you know, they even gave me a uh, like a beaver fur hat. You know, they gave me one, so I felt pretty cool. <laughs> but man, it's—I'm not mad at that meat, dude. Like, it literally—I say it—it's it, a cross. Uh, I wouldn't even say a cross, but but it has like that "quote unquote" gaminess of um of, of venison, and it reminds me a lot of venison. And you know, uh, Jim—he's the trapper. His wife Sarah, she made this these tacos out of it, and it was like, incredible. Hmm. You know. It was really good. I remember going into a hunting camp up in Canada uh, and walked into the cook tent, and it smelled really good. And I said, uh, what's what's for dinner tonight? And they said, a chili. I said, what kind of chili? He says, beaver chili. There was about an inch of grease on top of that chili. It tasted really good, but, boy, was it greasy. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, it also, it, it, uh, you know, Jim, the trapper, he said, Trevor Jim, I guess I just kept calling him that, but you know, he said it depends on when you get the beaver. Oh yeah. You know, like if you're getting them in that harsh winter, you know, it's like, yeah, they fatten up, you know, but I mean, again, like I said, we learned a lot. I learned a lot about the destruction of, you know, what beavers do and how they can do like, like the term busy as a beaver, like that totally makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, he's like, it depends on when you get it. And you know, that, that, that beaver fat, that beaver grease sometimes is, it's gold. He's saying, you know, how like they would trade with it. And you know, that would like, you can actually use it as currency back in the day because it was so precious. But yeah. you know, he also talked about how, you know, when, you know, whenever you got, it. but the one we got, 
you know, was a little leaner. You know, he's one of those CrossFit beavers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so it was a little leaner, so... You know, he's, he's like that. You know, he's that guy that you know he he eats keto only and stuff like that. You know, but uh, <laughs> so do you? But yeah, do you like to kind of buck the trend and I, which I think is really cool, um, and kind of step out of the norm and find the value in in the flavor in animals that or critters or rodents or whatever it may be that other people find undesirable. You know, like, a lot of people aren't going to eat beaver. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that like Nutria. Yeah, you or know? porcupine. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of foods out there that people pass by because that's trash. It's like catfish, there's supposedly trash fish. I mean, but no, that that's good eating. Do you find that you like that challenge to find something and to show people, and even to yourself, that, no, this is amazing? Yeah, I mean, I think first, first and foremost, as a cook, I think that that's the challenge, right? Like, I want to step outside of my norm and my comfortability. You know, yeah. it's, it's that whole idea of, like, uh, how do we keep moving forward, right? It's that, that whole idea, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, I suppose it's also, too, I think there's another part of it is about, for us, and especially the cooks we work with, it's about creativity. Like, any area. Like, you know, I think that this is, it's also, like, the Hmong side of me, where anytime somebody goes, oh, yeah, that land is not good, and nobody can really make anything of it, or the dirt's bad. Like monk people have said, well, how about we'll, we'll, we'll buy it from you. And, you know, and then next season it becomes this plentiful, huge garden. And that's how the monk people was first treated when they came to America, right? Where they wanted to, they wanted their gardens, they wanted to do their farms, but, you know, these people were, other people were like, well, that dirt sucks, but sure, go ahead. We'll sell it to you on the cheap. And they were like, okay, cool, let's just do it. And because they were farmers that were farm on the hills of mountains, you know, on the sides of mountains, I'm sorry. You know, and so like, it's like that whole idea where like the stuff that nobody wanted, our people said, we'll take it. Mm. We'll figure something out. Mm. And it's something again, like it's something, it's, you know, like growing up, I don't know if I said this to you guys in the first show, but growing up, uh, we would grow up watching uh, MacGyver, you know, oh, wow. uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. And mo- mom always threw out this idea, you know, that, oh, your dad's always MacGyvering in the backyard. And, and so we just started calling MacGyvering, you know, <laughs> where we're like, we're like, hey, man, like, we don't know how to do this, but we're going to MacGyver the situation, you know. <laughs> and so that's always been something, you know, especially I think, you know, when we were, you know, going out, you seeing all these different kinds of animals. That's like, yeah, this is really good meat. Like we went and we, uh, you know, in, in season two, we go and we shoot a, a Canada geese, you know, mm-hmm. and most people are just like, oh, gross, weird geese. And I was like, dude, this stuff's awesome. It's delicious. You know, or even like diver ducks. We were hitting up diver ducks and people were like, oh, it's fishy. It's still so I'm like, I don't know. It just, to me, like the quote unquote fishy smell, it just smells like lake fish to me. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm used to that. I'm, I'm a Wisconsin boy. I grew up fishing in the lake, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, I think that it is like, it's learning how to quote unquote rebrand all these kinds of, you know, game animals. But I think that there are people that are curious enough now that they're wondering like, why am I eating what I'm eating? Mm-hmm. You know, and getting beyond your, you know, you know, your, you know, big company kinds of proteins, you know, but, you know, I even, I was able to bring the beaver that we got, I was able to bring it back and, you know, give it out to some of my friends and they were just like going berserker about it. They're like, dude, this stuff's so good. Their kids were getting into it too, you know? <laughs> you bet. Hey, we've got to leave it right there. We've been talking with uh, Chef Yia Vang, and he's the host of Feral on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at nine o'clock Eastern time. And if you want to be an honorary Hmong person, you got to watch. Now, again, uh, <laughs> Chef Yia Vang, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, you can uh, look for us at our restaurant at unionmonkitchen.com 
or you can go on Instagram and uh, follow me, actually, you know, Yevang70. So. That's right. Hunting for iguanas. He's going to go uh, probably hunt bear with a knife or something. Uh, this has been presented uh, no, by... No, no, I don't mess with bears. They are. They, they win. <laughs> All right. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, and the North Pole. Uh, let's see. Mrs. Bunny, she's coming up next. She is coming up Mrs. Next. Bunny is coming up next. Merry Christmas. God bless you. We love you, Chef Yevang. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate this so much. Always fun hanging out with you guys. Have you been naughty? You know, I've been naughty. I mean, really naughty. Baby! I even snitched the last piece of backstrap off the table. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. From our family to yours, have a very happy holiday and joyous new year. Thank you for making us the number one outdoor radio show in the North Pole and around the world. Stay tuned. More hunting for the holidays right after these short messages. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and our outdoor winter celebration. It's on. It's on. It's happening. Now, here's the one and only Mrs. Bunny, brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking outdoor winter celebration on this week's show. Before the break, we had Chef Yia Fang. What a great guy he was uh, talking uh, Hmong food. Talking all things Hmong. Talking all things outdoors. Talking all things Santa Claus. Uh, speaking of Santa Claus, we got Mrs. Bunny on. She's Bunny Claus. I am Bunny Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, this is Buyer Bus Christmas Edition. This came straight from Santa's list. It did. This and is lips. The, yeah, yeah. This is stuff that the, the fat man himself has. That means I I have it because I am Agreed. fat. I've gotten straight up fat in 2022. Well, you know, like the the problem with it is it's kind of like Jesus. Nobody really knows what he looks like. And yeah. Santa, little known fact, doesn't actually wear a red velour suit. It's all camo. <laughs> it's all camo. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. He wears dry shod boots. <laughs> it's kind of like my baby, my Jesus is like like a baby in a tuxedo, but like my Santa, it, it looks more like, you know, um, I don't know, the insert famous hunter here. So. Yeah. He, he smokes Marlboro Reds. Exactly. Wears lots of flannel. Yes. Um, all right. So Mrs. Bunny, Buyer Bust Edition. Yep. Santa Claus style. Uh, what okay. Do we, what do we got? Two weeks till Christmas, guys. These are all uh, very tangible things that you can have before then, and they are practical. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to run down three things really quickly for people to think about. Number one, uh, wintertime boots, uh, your waterproof boots, dry shod gets the top mark for best performance. They're warm, oh, yeah. they're durable, they're comfortable, and most important, they are actually waterproof. You wouldn't believe how many people out there make waterproof boots, and you go step in a puddle, and they're not actually waterproof. These breathe well. Your feet don't get nasty and slimy and sweaty and everything in them. You can wear them constantly. They maintain their their uh, shape and everything, and they don't fall apart on you. So dry shod, they have a lot of different uh, styles, anywhere between, we're talking like $180 clear up to, you know, like maybe 230 or so, but they're worth it because you're going to be able to have these for season after season. Also note that on the back of these, they have like a little lip. That way when you go to take them off and your feet are sweaty and they have a massive suction, it helps you get them off without having to sit down and pull them off like like you're a three-year-old. Yeah, no, so. I was going to say, because I do have these boots. You do? They are really comfortable. You yes. can wear them all day. They fit like a, a damn tennis shoe. They're really nice. Yeah. However, if your feet are sweaty... Yeah. That that suction is real, okay, <laughs> and it, it is, really is. There there might be one of those little tabs out by our front door, just there in the gravel. Be. And in that case, you need to invest in a boot jack. Get a okay. boot jack. I, yeah. That's a you nice. You could also wear them to the prom. Yeah, that's yeah. a five dollar investment. Get the boot jack, but great boots and for a good price, really. Yes, 
absolutely. Okay, number two, a Henry Classic Lever Action 22. Yes. Okay, I don't think there's any kind of probably more iconic gun than than a lever action anything, but the 22 is awesome. Um, It's great for plinking. It's great for a small game. You know, it's awesome. It's, you know, your classic walnut stock, the lever, the nostalgic lever action. It's great for newbies as well as someone who is um, uh, well into their their expertise uh, years of hunting. It's kind of just a great gift all the way around. Um, it's one of those Western style lever actions that you oh, yeah. kind of feel a little bit like um, you should be Sam Elliott in a Western, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of great. Next product. Okay. In practicality wise, the Carhartt jacket reigns supreme. Oh, I've yeah. had so much <clears throat> in the way of different camos. So it's Travis, so it's Jim. The reality is that it, it falls apart. Like the zippers always fail. The buttons always come apart. The pockets rip off, things like that. The best thing you can do is get a Carhartt jacket. You do not have to wear camo to hunt deer, to hunt anything. Like it's not a requirement. It's a fashion accessory. And not only are they durable, they give you some longevity, but the pocket zippers, they don't fail. And they are just as warm as they need to be without being overly bulky, which is another beef I have with a lot of different camo jackets I've had is that they're supposed to be warm, but they're so bulky that you can't hardly move in them. Um, so Carhartt has the, their jackets are really, they're unisex and there's a bunch of different colors varying from, you know, different shades of brown, green, and blue. And so they come in a lot of different size, colors, unisex, whatever you need, and they last forever. You have a pair of Carhartt bibs that you had from when you were a teenager that still sit in our house today. They are, they have extreme longevity. And aside from some stains that they have from God knows what else, construction and kids and everything else, they are still just the same as far as function and durability as they were when you bought them. Yeah. And I will say this too all three of these products that you picked out the like the carhartt products the lever action 22 and the dry shot boots these can all be bought at local stores they can be bought at feed stores tax stores western stores small town places home-owned businesses in your hometown 7-eleven but no shop locally shop in your own hometown avoid the big box stores support your hometown and buy products like these that last that are truly going to benefit you don't buy some stupid crap Buy stuff that's good. Mrs. Buddy, you picked out good stuff. What do we say, people? Buy it. God bless America. God bless Santa Claus. That's right. All right. So we got Mrs. Get, Santa Claus. Yeah, Mrs. Santa Claus. She is a looker. Uh, <laughs> baby got back. All right. So uh, this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Little known fact, Santa does ride in Armax. Yes, he does. He does. Yes. He retired the old reindeer. They're yep. farting too much. Uh, Flapped <laughs> a windshield on that baby. And, yeah, yep. he's, he's raring to go. Uh, that's YamahaMotorsports.com, the official off-road uh, brand of the North Pole. All right, we got to get to a break. Mrs. Bunny, we love you, girl. Love you, too. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I'm all about Kwanzaa. We don't care what you celebrate as long as you celebrate with us. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. 
with the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. We talked outdoor winter celebrations. Of course, if you're going to do that, you got to do it with Cat Daddy. You got to do it with Cat Daddy. You got to do it with Chef Yevang from Farrell. And you have to do it with Bunny. Uh, so, Jimbo, last word. Yeah, no, actually, we only have a couple more weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Think about getting those things from the local stores. Yep. Whether it be clothing or boots or whatever it may be and enjoy this time of the year being with family and friends. That's right. And you have, if you have some wild game you can donate, you can help some families in need, please do it, boys and like girls. the people with donations we had in last week. Yeah, a donation outdoors or just local food pantries. You can talk some churches, whatever. Just give to those uh, some people that are struggling, man. Or Jimbo. Jimbo always yeah. needs an extra hot dog or something. I do need a hot dog. Uh, so just think of those around you and also hammer home firearm safety. That's right. It's imperative, boys and girls. We were return next week uh, with more Christmas and outdoor celebration. Uh, We love you, don't we? We do. Yeah, God bless you in the United States of America. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 